Hello and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall for the Mass of the Lord's Supper, Holy Thursday on the 9th of April 2020. Have a blessed Tredium and God bless you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. It was before the festival of Passover, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father. He had always loved those who were his in the world, but now he showed how perfect his love was. They were at supper, and the devil had already put it into the mind of Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, and he got up from table, removed his outer garment, and, taking a towel, wrapped it round his waist. He then poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel he was wearing. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, At the moment you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus replied, if I do not wash you, you can have nothing in common with me. Then, Lord, said Simon Peter, not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus said, no one who has taken a bath needs washing. He is clean all over. You too are clean, though not all of you are. He knew who was going to betray him. That was why he said, though not all of you are. When he had washed their feet and put on his clothes again, he went back to the table. Do you understand, he said, what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord and rightly, so I am. If I then, the Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you should wash each other's feet. I have given you an example, so that you may copy what I have done to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have given you an example so that you may copy what I have done to you. Blood reveals a lot about us and the state of our health. Our bloodline can speak of our parentage, our background, our country and our culture. Blood tests, of course, reveal to us many facets about our health and well-being. Blood is essential to physical life. Biologically speaking, our blood sums up who we are and what we are. Our life. Blood is very much the key to understanding the events of these next few days. In preparation for liberation from Egypt, the people of Israel are commanded by God to slaughter an animal, a lamb, and then, before they make their escape, they are to eat it in a hurried meal. They are instructed to smear the lamb's blood around the doorposts and lintels of their houses so that the angel of death will see their houses marked by the blood and then pass over them. The blood of the lamb becomes a powerful symbol of being saved from death and freed from slavery. Now, it's interesting that Matthew, Mark and Luke all tell us that Jesus's last supper with his disciples is in fact a Passover meal eaten as a memorial of this escape from death and liberation from slavery. 
St John's Gospel, however, gives us a very different timescale. And John places the Last Supper just before Passover. And he does this for an important reason. John does this so that in John's Gospel, the the moment that Jesus is actually dying on the cross, spilling his blood for the whole world, is the exact same moment when the priests are sacrificing the lambs in the temple in preparation for the Passover meal. John's meaning is clear. Jesus is the Lamb of God, the true Lamb of God, whose blood truly and really sets people free. This also helps to explain why in John's Gospel we don't actually get an account of the Passover meal with the the breaking of bread and the sharing of the cup. For Christ himself is the new Passover. On the cross, Jesus will cry out, I thirst, and he will be offered a cup of sorts, a sponge soaked in vinegar wine, placed on a hyssop stick. And this is, in fact, the fourth cup of Passover. And incidentally, a hyssop stick is what was used to mark the blood on the door lentils in the book of Exodus and in Numbers. It was used to sprinkle the blood for purification over people and objects to make them clean. John's meaning is clear. Jesus is the true Passover, the Passover lamb, and he completes his offering on the cross when, after immediately drinking of the vinegared sponge, that fourth cup, he cries out, it is accomplished, and dies. Now, the action of Christ's death and the action of the Passover meal is intrinsically linked and brought together in the celebration of the Eucharist. In John's Gospel, Jesus gives us this different sign of his presence, which he uses to explain his coming death on the cross. Jesus, in the act of a slave, washes his disciples' feet. Jesus washes his disciples' feet. This is huge. In this sign, Jesus shows that his forthcoming death will be an act of service for all people. Ultimately, he will serve all by pouring out his lifeblood in an act of supreme selfless love so that God's people might be set free. St. Paul describes this act as a new covenant in the blood of Christ. The Eucharist, the Mass, is our new Passover meal. God has set us free from something far greater than, than physical slavery or oppression. Here in the Mass, in every Mass, we celebrate and experience our freedom from the power of sin and death. If our blood can tell us so much about ourselves, then the blood of Christ tells us so much more. The blood of Christ tells us that we are infinitely and passionately loved without limit. Jesus seals in his blood a new relationship, a covenant between God and us, in which he, our liberator, assures us that he will set us free from everything that change confines, scares and threatens us. Death does not have the final word. Christ does. Now we live at this time in a time of national fear and uncertainty, and we are reminded at this moment in the most powerful of ways that God is the one who has his hold on our lives. The blood of the Son of God is poured out that we might have life, full life, liberated life. 
Whatever happens to us, whatever fears we face, Christ loves us and has set us free in his blood. So tonight, as we celebrate this Eucharist, apart and separated in body, but united in faith, united in baptism, united in spirit, we remember and we give thanks for the great mystery which heals us, frees us and gives us life. On this night, Jesus instituted the meal and the sacrifice, which still, even now, even if we only can participate virtually and in spirit, still sets us free. In commanding the twelve to do this in memory of me, he instituted the priesthood, a ministry which is bound up with the very mystery of the Eucharist. In the priesthood, Christ speaks his words of life and makes himself present to us in the mystery of his body and blood. If the mass is both meal and sacrifice, so the priesthood too, in a sense, can also be considered as a meal and sacrifice. Insofar as the priest, in imitation of the master, offers his life to God and to his people so that they may be nourished and fed. Today is the feast day of the priesthood. Please pray for your priests. Please pray for me. As we celebrate this Mass together, the love that lies at the heart of the mystery reaches out to us and strengthens us and forms us anew. Christ's generous pouring out of his lifeblood in service of others invites each of us to do the same. His love calls forth from us love, the only way to true peace in this world. True freedom, true life is the way of foot washing, the way of service, the way of real costly love. All of us are called to serve. We are called to generously pour out everything of who we are, all we have, our lives, our service, entire, in, in loving service to others. So that through us, Christ can continue to reach out and wash the feet of all humanity. The Eucharist enables us to do this more perfectly. As we are nourished in the Eucharist, Christ empowers us here and now with his life to be the people who love with his love, who see with his eyes, who serve with his compassion. He has given us an example to copy. We must follow. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish of Brandon and Mildenhall in the UK, then please visit our website at stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. Alternatively, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash bmrcparish. To follow me on social media, go to my Twitter handle at FatherLukeG, that's F-R-Luke-G. If you'd like to read pastoral and theological reflections, then check out my blog at FatherLukeGoymore.com, that's F-R-Luke-Goymore.com. Hope this podcast has been of some use to you and helps to nourish you in your journey of faith. God bless you.